0: As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode, we'll sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette.
1: I'm glad you've decided to check out the Relational Leader Podcast, whether you're a lead pastor or just a volunteer leader or staff person in your church. We all go through so many things in ministry, and we have to make so many decisions and deal with so many things that a lot of times we're unsure of what to do. So I wanted to have a place where we could sit together and have conversations about real topics, real things that we're dealing with, and could glean and grow and get some wisdom from those things. And I think if we do that, then we can all be better if we're learning through this together. So that's the heart of this podcast. I pray that you learn something today, that you grow and you become better in who you are as a person and as a leader. And I pray today that this podcast blesses you.
2: Well, welcome to today's conversation uh, around the table. Pastor Randy, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I love it. What uh, crazy times we're living in, but awesome time to talk about leadership in the church, right? Because it, it's ever-changing. It
2: is. This coronavirus thing, uh, We, I mean, we in Florida right here just got notified that we're going to be staying at home a lot more. We
1: just got the word like right before <laughs> we turned the microphone on. So not, my brain is halfway here right. and halfway thinking like, oh my God, I got to get to the store or whatever. <laughs> right.
2: I know. I think we all are. Um, But we've got a a really great topic to talk about, Mm -hmm. especially for church leaders, um, because you know I love your heart for this podcast. And it's really just to talk relationally real about stuff that we can do to help better pastor people in our communities. And Mm -hmm. one of the areas that's on your heart all all the time and has been since the beginning of the church is how do we continue to pastor and raise up our next generation? Because uh, they're the ones that are going to be leading this. And so that's what today's topic I th- really the is most, all, like, all it about. Is,
1: it is all about that. In that fact, the older I get, the more I'm thinking about that because I, I look at the young leaders that are, are at the table here with us today and uh, I talk to young leaders like them all the time and I'm now having this conversation of, hey, you see all of this, this is yours. This is your inheritance. And so I'm, I'm thinking about it more than ever and I'm wanting to empower them and I think that's important for us as leaders. I've always thought that way, but it's you know when you get in your fifties, you start realizing, man,
2: I, you know it's getting close. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not there yet, so I don't well, I mean,
1: I'm telling you not because you know, but you know, one day when you're here. Although today is your birthday, too. It is. I am you're one closer. year older
2: today, so I'm closer to that <laughs> mark. Um, but I do. I love your heart, and and I love today. We've brought some people around the table to really talk practically, um, and to give some resources and tools to help people specifically church and church leaders in the season that we're in now, this kind of crisis season, which we're speaking specifically to this coronavirus mm-hmm. season, but this is really applicable for any kind of crisis um, that mm-hmm. we the church has to navigate through, because the church isn't going away when crisis comes.
1: Well, we've faced similar things, not exactly like this, right. but with hurricanes. You know, here in Florida, you get a crisis like this, at least a scare every year. Right. <laughs> right, We're trying to reinvent ourselves. We're not having church, so we're trying to figure out how to do church in a different Way, but this season has become elongated with this coronavirus, and so we're constantly thinking about these things. And uh, we, we're the next generation because they're so important. We need to figure out how to engage them as well.
2: Yes, and, and Bayside has really done a lot these last couple of weeks to figure out how. To engage um, all the all ages, so from from young nursery aged kids all the way up to high school and college and career, and so we want to share some of that with those of you listening today. And so let me introduce to you who we've got at the table. We have some of our next gen pastors and leaders with us, and so we've got joining us our kids pastors, Pastor Luke and April Graham. Uh, how y'all doing?
0: We're good. good. Glad to be here. Excited to share anything we've learned in the past two weeks. It's been it's been <laughs> like a Hurricane. So what we
1: learned in the last two weeks? I'm hoping we draw a little deeper than just the last couple of weeks. You called
0: us experts earlier, and I'm thinking that's a strong term right now, especially, you know, in the midst of all this crazy stuff. It seems like everything's been turned upside down, but in the midst of it, you know, we're learning some really, really cool things, you know, about our staff and about the people that we pastor, you know, week in and week out. And
2: you guys have done some amazing stuff and put out some incredible stuff for our kids. I mean, I've got two kids and just seeing them interact, and I mean they're high in my TV last week. <laughs> that's <so>. awesome.
3: That <laughs> so is that's, cool. It's, it's the real L- deal. Let
1: I me give some kudos where honor is due, that the curriculum in general and the things that we produce for our, our kids, meaning with Luke and Averill, uh, primarily has been fifth grade and under, uh, they put out some great material and investing in the next-gen, but even in a greater way, it's evident during these last couple of weeks, as you said, Luke, since things have been turned mm-hmm. upside down. But I, I enjoy your content more than I'm enjoying what we're putting out <laughs> this still
2: talk about Thaddeus falling out of the boat. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so
1: good. You guys, you got to tune in to some yes. of our resources. We'll talk
0: about how you can access that later. But you got to watch some of the stuff that yes. Luke is, and April are producing <laughs> and putting out. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun with it. Um, we're seeing a lot of parents and and kids respond to the comments and things like that so um, it's been encouraging like I said and we're learning as we go like you said a minute ago everything changes every 10 minutes we just got the lockdown or whatever it's called order you know things are gonna change a little bit here in Florida for the next 30 days so we're already starting to think well what does that mean moving forward for ministry here mm-hmm. with with the kids and the students so mm-hmm. we're just kind of taking it as it comes trying to go with the flow and 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 be as impactful as possible
2: yeah i love it and i know our the other person joining us at the table is doing the same thing uh we've got jordan BZ with Uh-oh. us hello i know we had two, Bizets two Bizets. at the table. Well, I, oh, the I don't even know. I <laughs> even know what to do i i like should we just call it a day? Yeah. Luck?
4: Good luck. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Thank y'all for
1: <laughs> having me. Call it a day. Yeah.
2: Well, Jordan, you're real involved in all of our middle school, high school, and yes. even our college, what we're doing to connect with students mm-hmm. across those platforms. Tell us a little bit about what you've been and your teams have been focusing on.
4: Yeah. We've been focusing a lot during this time on giving students content yes just digitally online but creating a relationship for them through all of that what what this has helped us realize i feel like and help me realize well i got a call i'm on the golf course one day and luke calls me and he's like hey we're not meeting anymore <laughs> we got to figure stuff out yeah and i'm sitting there like okay well why don't we do something that we should have been doing and mm-hmm. that's connect with the students online yeah where they're at and then somehow create community within that so that's what we've been doing and it, I'm technically Generation Z, so like this is right up my alley. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's
0: done a great job. He's almost run the play um, for youth during this time. And uh, it's been really cool to see him just grab a hold of that. It's been so natural for him. Like he said, he's already there. How many how many hours a day are Gen Z spinning online? It's something crazy. Well, I mean, those stats are yeah. like
1: you're talking about pre coronavirus. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah even pre coronavirus. screen time is yeah. now. Right like now,
2: it's probably ours, double. I keep getting alerts on my phone. Like I know. Your time is up. Buddy. It's
4: something like seven or eight hours without the corona thing going oh, Lord. on. It's eight hours without corona on the internet. Yeah. Now, with corona, I mean, I mean like, it's even, like 16. got to be doubled. Your
2: phone? I don't even they understand. Must be. What do they
4: do during school? Like they, they're, they're at school, they're just on Teachers their phone. Teachers, be encouraged. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's crazy. So they're online all the time. I'm online all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was just let's connect with them there.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Jordan, what I something that you said that I love, and I know that this is uh, really the, uh, echoing the heart of your dad, um, is that it's not just about giving content. Um, to teenagers, mm-hmm. to students, to the next generation, but it's about helping people connect relationally. Right. And that, I think, is the basis. Pastor Randy, can you share, I mean… Yeah.
1: yeah I would like to back up, you know, ahead of our conversation today, and let me speak to this yeah. conversation that yeah, add set, a whole lot of context yeah, to Yeah, set it up for us. because. Every church would say, yeah, we want to love people and be relational, Mm -hmm. but let's be honest. And I think we were probably one of the best churches at Mm -hmm. this. We were terrible at it. Mm -hmm. Now looking at it, Mm -hmm. when you no longer can have congregational worship, (laughs) congregational gatherings, mass gatherings, when that is stripped away, you realize how bad you really are at being relational church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we were really not good at it. and. I think for me the revelation that I had I think this is probably uh true of churches in America in general is we had put too much emphasis on our weekend services yes. yeah hmm. yeah And they need to be good and that's mm-hmm. great but but honestly that is not even the whole product of right. the New Testament church if right. you study the it's, book it's of good. acts hmm. it is much more than synagogue temple worship yeah mm-hmm. it's house to house as well Yep so What I've done through this, Kristen, all of that to answer your question, I decided that I was going to make one thing the win. If we only did one thing as a church right now, what would be a win for us? So pastors, I encourage you, in a crisis, your focus is going to change, or how you do things, but what you do should always be the same. Mm -hmm. And for me, I realize that our what needs to be people so Jordan you said that we're gonna how do we connect with students relationally not yep. just giving content and I decided our win is are we connected with everybody relationally there's all kind of things we're doing we're calling literally everybody in our database yep. so we are personally touching people <laughs> but think of the heightened uh, importance of relationally connecting with people we were terrible at it and we should be doing these things all the time right so Really, that's the basis for our conversation today. Yeah. We're using platforms, but what are we doing to relationally connect with students, with kids in our ministries and church right now in this season? Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. And now we're adding to the mix that we don't have the face to face like we did three weeks ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, with that heart and all of that being heightened and that focus, um, how are you doing it with the next generation? Mm-hmm. So a generation that Jordan, you said, they're usually on their screens anyway, which one could mm-hmm. argue that they're not a very they don't know how to be in relationship, but you, so 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 these are new waters, right. uncharted waters. Many of the people listening to us are probably sitting there saying, This is awesome. Our focus should be exactly what you just said, Pastor Randy. But how do I do it? Because mm-hmm. it was already hard, but now I've got a screen and a keyboard that is blocking me. And so I think that you guys and the team, our all of our next gen teams have done some things. I think we've we've learned some things and we stumbled along right, the yeah. way. But let's let's start it off and start the conversation and let's just talk about some opportunities. Some of the opportunities that you guys have launched to help the next generation connect relationally, and maybe even share some of the ones you've done that you're like, eh, that maybe right. didn't go so great. And <laughs> so we kind of shifted, because like you, I think you said this, Luke, like, like we're changing things and reevaluating things constantly right. because yeah. the situation is mm-hmm. changing mm-hmm. constantly. So let's start with some opportunities you guys have thrown out and how it's worked.
0: Okay, so as soon as this happened, I called Jordan and said, hey, we can't meet anymore. He's like, okay, I'm gonna think, I'm going to brainstorm everything and we're going to go 1,000% digital with youth ministry. And the next morning, we had a meeting in a room and he had scribbled stuff all over the wall. Mm-hmm. On the wall or was it like a post it note? It was a wall. It was a straight up wall. <laughs> Be what? that truck. Oh. No. Yeah. I'm know ratting you, you out right kids.
2: now. <laughs> Preacher, kid. I just, I don't mm-hmm. know. I
4: didn't have a piece of paper. <laughs>
2: yeah. So
0: we have these walls at the building here where you can erase them. You know, they're like dry erase walls. So he had scribbled the plan all over it. And it was just the flow for a week's worth of youth ministry uh, in digital form. So then, you know, he had this idea to have a TV guide and, hey, let's present this really simply and clean for everybody to read so all the students and their parents know exactly what's coming throughout the week. So we kind of started with that TV guide piece Mm -hmm. and built our flow off of that. And each piece of that TV guide was an opportunity to, to encourage the students. And we did the same thing with kids as well but also to create an opportunity for a relational uh, engagement. We're looking for comments. We're looking mm-hmm. for uh, DMs. We're looking for text messages. Anything we can do to connect with people um, based off of this content. So, Jordan, you want to share like some of the pieces from the TV guide or the streaming yeah. this week?
4: One thing that we did that was huge from this, and it jumped certain idea we already needed, was we needed a YouTube channel for our next gen. We didn't have one. It was non-existent. And that's so unbelievable. It did, so, I don't, it
2: like, just, in a week and a half, You've gone from no YouTube YouTube, to only YouTube, (laughs) YouTube. yeah.
4: And it's so crazy because we're realizing I knew they were on there all the time anyway,
3: Mm -hmm. but now
4: it's like they're really on there all the time and they're engaging in our stuff. They are. I didn't know if they'd engage with church stuff online, but we've made it in a way that's fun and church and spiritual for them. So they're just engaging with us and it's creating this opportunity, I think. It's the new front door for us to engage these students, not just when this is going on, after that because mm-hmm. now they can go online and check us out before they ever even have to come. And
1: they will. And they will. So well, well, they'll check you out. It, it'll be your side door at least. Totally. Right? Right.
2: Yeah, even once the physical doors oh, open yeah, back up. Yeah, once we absolutely. gather
1: again, for sure.
2: It may still be your front door. You never know. They may yeah. go there I first think before they ever come. In many yeah.
1: ways.
0: Uh, you're right. Yeah, because the students are intimidated, some of them, by coming into a group setting where they don't know many people. Sure. And they're very comfortable on a screen, even talking on a screen, on a camera. Um, so if we can kind of soften the entrance, like you know, like you said, use it like a front door. I think when we do open up physically again, it could really, you know, open the floodgates with some of the students who may not have come in. You know, totally. Well, you of their said something the
1: other day. We were in a meeting and you were talking about some Zoom calls, and we'll talk about that. With students and leaders and all that, but a lot of them will turn their camera off, right? And they'll chat and they'll talk, but they don't mm-hmm. want you to see them, right? Mm-hmm. So think about coming into a building physically; mm-hmm. uh, they they're going to be seen, right? Okay, so now this is a greater front door. Mm-hmm. So I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, they'll be able to come in, and you'll never see their face. They can right. do it completely
0: anonymously. They can if they want to. Yeah, they don't even have to speak. That's the cool thing too. Like if they're afraid, I mean, when you know students, some of them are self-conscious about the way their voice sounds you know they don't even want to talk in a microphone especially so when it's going through that squeaky thing yeah, oh, oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, so they can chat if they can't talk they don't want to talk and they're not comfortable they can just type in chat on the side mm-hmm. so you see some students chatting on the side bar and then others are just fine with being on video and, and camera the whole time. And they're goofing off and connecting and changing the backgrounds behind them. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> they're not listening you know? to anything yeah. you're saying. They're making fun <laughs> of their youth pastors, you know, and all that oh, stuff. Oh, for so sure. It's, it's been pretty cool to see that happening. That piece, really, that Zoom piece is, I think going would be crucial that, you know, we're seeing it this whole season get stretched out until uh, May at least right now. So we're really pushing that group piece right now, trying to get students to hang out with each other. Like I'm
1: interested, way. so this TV guy, thing you you have basically here's all the things that we're gonna be mm-hmm. doing this week. Mm-hmm. What uh how, how what's a variation of those things that are yeah. maybe two way channels versus one way channel or, or right. something. In other words, I'm only
4: speaking and people are listening. And some things there's interaction. hmm mm-hmm. I would say on our stuff, most of our stuff is an interaction piece right now. So on Mondays we're posting like a vlog, which is just us having fun you know, just doing random stuff. And in that vlog, it's a premiere, so it's live. So anyone who's watching it, I can talk to them. Mm-hmm. I can comment back and forth while they're watching it. Hey, in live time, it's not like a comment that sits there five hours. We're doing that. We're on Instagram Live twice a week, connecting with the students there, talking to them face-to-face questions. They're asking me a question. I see them, hey, how are you doing, Joe? Great to see you. Drop in the comments what you're thinking, and then we do a video that's not live, and we're connecting with them there. But we talk about that in our small groups that happen later that night. Mm-hmm. So then there's and another. And those
2: small groups are like what Luke you were talking mm-hmm. about yep. that there's those live yeah. interaction, so that leads people to yeah. a yeah. interactive yeah. place. Yep. So
1: what you're saying then is that when you're doing your TV guide, you're on that promoting
0: your face to face, right? Mm-hmm. Basically your digital yeah. groups. You'll notice oh, yeah. uh, something we learned in the first week um, along that lines, is that we needed to have some kind of call to action in all of the content, whether it be live or something that's just posted. We want to say we want to push them to something else or ask them to engage in the comments below or whatever it is. So, yeah, we, we're always pushing them to the next step in the digital world. Man, mm-hmm. pastors and leaders, this is true of everything you do in life. You can't just
1: have a great weekend service or an mm-hmm. event mm. or whatever. You constantly need to have a call to action. Mm. What What do I want you to leave here and go do? In this case, log off. What do I want you to do? Mm-hmm. And that's important. That's a Don't let that slip right. by what Luke it, just right.
0: said. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's we, good. We missed that the first week. We're under the gun to do, like to Jordan's point, a thousand percent digital ministry. Ready, set, go. (laughs) So like three days in, we're like, you know, we got to tell them to do something within this content. And we corrected that and we can see the fruit already Mm. in week two and a half, whatever this is right now. Mm-hmm. So we do another live thing for the kids and that's another two-way piece of the, like the streaming this week or the TV guide thing called Snack Pack. Do you want to share about the Snack Pack? If I don't if she doesn't like elbow me out of the way, man, Shh, Abel, I'm gonna hog my I elbow. Stop talking. Yeah, I want
2: to hear Hogging
1: from the I want to hear from the real wisdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's right. the brains, everybody.
3: April, shove it over. Yeah. You see how he's even positioned himself yeah. in front of the mic. Um so yeah, for kids, we're doing snack snack pack because moms you know we know we live by schedule so we do snack at like 10 10 30 in the morning right Um, so we're doing snack pack with like three to four of our directors and it's live on Instagram and Facebook Uh, that's one thing that we do different in kids than they do in youth is we utilize Facebook a lot because we are connecting with the parents who are then connecting us to their kids. Because kids Mm. don't have social media, like most of them don't. Right. Um, You know some of the older ones might. So we use Facebook quite a bit. We connect with the parents on there and basically it's just a a two-way back and forth. Um, Our directors will play a game, they'll answer questions. Um, Last week, what was the game they played last week? They played like Charades. Charades of some sort. And looking yeah. at the
0: analytics, you can see them spike during the game and during the prayer time on several of our videos. So it's like it looks like people really want love those games, mm-hmm. and they really love the times when people are actually praying. Mm-hmm. So that was very interesting to see that in the snack pack. Yeah, hey, I,
1: I want to talk about that in a little bit. Okay. the the prayer part, the spiritual element to all this kind of stuff. But gotcha. uh,
0: but April, you,
1: you were talking about to the, the parents. So mm-hmm. your TV guide then must be geared towards parents. I mean that's who you're communicating to right? For the youth I guess is primarily to them. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes. Right. So that is the difference that we have to connect with the parents and then get them to connect their kids to what we're what we're doing and so one of the things that kids every day we have a daily devotional, the the 1900 uh, devotional that comes out And the next day, the next morning at 8 o'clock, we post a challenge for their kids for that day that relates to the previous devotional. Because we polled parents, and what we found is at 7 o'clock, most of them are putting kids to bed. I know I'm putting mine to bed around that time. And so in the morning when they're eating breakfast is when they would watch the devotional, and then they see the challenge pop up on on social media, and they have the day to complete the challenge.
2: So so you guys... I want to help our listeners kind of understand this. So you've built these TV guides and these Mm -hmm. schedules, but each thing you've had a different audience in mind knowing who's going to connect with them from a real practical standpoint. And so for our kids stuff, you're really working with two different audiences. You're trying to speak to the parents but give them something tangible that a kid is going to engage in. Yes. Okay. So uh, tell our listeners just a little bit about, because you kind of use some terms that they probably don't know what it is. So snack pack you've unpackaged a little bit, but like daily challenges and what, what are those, what are those things that you're referring to?
3: So for example, one of our daily challenges that related to the devotion from the night before the devotion was about God being our fortress. So we, had a daily challenge of build a fort, take a picture of it, and you know tag at my Bayside kids or have your parents um, post a picture of it in the comments, and so it's it's helping the kids and the parents interact with the content we're putting out also as a mom it's giving you new ideas and activities to do with your kids each day because i know we're on day 18 of being at home right now (laughs) and so we're all looking for new um innovative things to do with our kids while we're at home so um it's we're just trying to make like a cohesive here's what we're we're teaching them you know from the word today and then this is a tangible expression of it mm-hmm.
1: that's so important you're partnering with them not just provide content but giving activities with kids right. being home. So right. yes. you guys are like the heroes to the parents right
2: it, it is it's so true because like our son will be like hey mom i need something to do i need something to do i'm like go look up the daily challenge <laughs> do whatever the daily challenge says it's a lifesaver
1: now i think we might need to give more context as well to our listeners because uh April, you alluded to the 1900 prayer. So people don't know what that is. And then your challenge on the next morning is tagging back to the prayer at 1900.
2: Yeah, and maybe if we back up, Pastor Randy, why don't you share where this prayer 1900 came from? And because all of what you guys are talking about has been built from Mm -hmm. what came out of your heart. But I think it's a great example of how the whole church can work together, even digitally, so that the whole household is is interacting and engaging in something
1: that is a great question Kristen. Uh, i think answering that question is is gonna take some time and i want to take some time to answer that question because it's more than just a a few minutes of conversation what i'd like to do is kind of end the podcast here for this week we got into a lot of practical things let's talk about the the reason why and really what i would say the most important thing that we could be doing we're going to cover that in our next episode so you don't want to miss it we'll join you back for the rest of this conversation
0: thanks for listening to another episode of the relational leader podcast for more resources visit randybizette.com